This podcast is a production of Digital and Creative Media Works. To help support us, head to dcm.works to find links to our other show notes, Patreon, and merch. Life is really complicated, and sometimes you just need to talk to someone. So every fortnight, I call up a buddy of mine and we chat. This week, I talked to Scott about feeling lonely. This is Phone Friend. Hey, Scott. Hey, David. What's going on, man? Oh, you know, just being in a big empty space, no one else around. You do have like the about. whitest walls in your in your it, apartment. Well, the thing is, we're not allowed to put anything up on them, so. Can't you do like um those hooks that, yeah, you know, like I, the hooks I, that I you stick on? I could get one of those hooks, you know, but. You'd have to then get one of those hooks. Yeah. <laughs> That's like I, effort and time, and apparently some people have these things, but right now I don't really. I don't really trust them. Like I feel like they. Well, yeah, they're so easy to take off. So why couldn't they just fall off? After but like, some period of time? oh, I didn't even think of that. That's somehow that's why I was just thinking that maybe like when you pull them off, they like pull some of the wall off. Like it's just a lie. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, that too. It's like yeah, you try and pull it off, and it's like no, nah, actually, uh, here's a big <laughs> chunk of plaster that's coming off with it. I have done that before with like uh i don't know what you call it but you know when you sometimes have like a series of things blue tacked to one wall and you like go you you like spend you're like really careful and you're pulling them off one by one and you, you're making sure you don't rip any plaster off and you get to like the third last one and you fuck it up and then you're like well <laughs> too late now it's coming <laughs> like, right off and you're like Meh. yeah i did like did like 10 and the last one fucking got me that's always how that goes i feel like So this week, uh, we're kind of. I wanted to talk a bit about like the complicated way that life tends to throw like spending time with yourself at mm-hmm. you at weird points. Because I feel like yeah. that is something that I often have to sort of try and deal with. Because I I spend a lot of time like working. Um, you spend a lot of time working. I, sp- like, I spend most of my time working. That's probably... too much time working. One could argue, but then some of it I really enjoy doing. So yeah, some of it doesn't so always is it, feel is like it work. work then, or is it enjoyable? I mean. It should work be inherently unenjoyable. These are I many mean, questions. <laughs> so many questions. We'll hopefully get to some of them today because there is, I don't know, I have some really strong opinions about that sort of thing. I think when people say stuff like, if you do something you enjoy, you never work a day in your life. That's just, that's like a fucking lie, right? Because even if you do do something you enjoy. It's still like, putting in time and effort. I mean, I, I yeah. enjoy what I'm doing at the moment, but it doesn't mean that it's not hard sometimes or time consuming or difficult yeah and i think that i don't know like it kind of implies that kind of statement implies that you can't not enjoy it if like if you work in a field that you're like passionate about and you enjoy that somehow that means that the hard work that you put in is like somehow less draining or that it implies that at some points you aren't gonna you know you're not gonna feel motivated or whatever it just ignores all that complexity and it's like yeah if you do something you like you'll be you'll be set and happy you're done you did it. You Life will be great. Like. Yeah, but it turns out it's not like that at all. No. Um, it turns out most of it is like, you know, it is enjoyable, but it's just, it's, you just got to sit down and like get it done. And sometimes that really sucks. Often, often there is the payoff of having something good to show at the end of it. You're like, hey, I was able to make this thing. That is a good point. But Though I guess like after a while, 
yeah, it's like you have a you have to get there, and b it's like after a certain point you've made a lot of stuff, and that the the hit of like dopamine that comes from that reduces over time because you yeah, do you like the more you produce. Sometimes I think I mean this just depends on like how long or short the cycle of that work is. Yeah, that's true. You know, as like well. if it's a very time consuming piece of medium and you're making them consistently and consistently sometimes mm. y- you'll get that sort of lethargic effect where you're like well i guess all i've really done is finished this project and now i have to get started on another one it's pretty that's like a lot of yeah i mean and i think at that point that's when you have to stop and then try and try and take a step back and go okay i actually need to remember that i used to enjoy this process of putting it together how mm. can i find that again if is that even possible sort of thing yeah. um no, Which stresses me out because I'm not good at that. <laughs> I'm not good at stuffing. Um, David, so, like, instead please, of stop, no, you yeah, can't right. make me. People are like, stop making podcasts. We don't like them. We don't want to listen to them. Um, That's like, not what they that say. Was, at so, all. like, one of the things that I did to combat that was like, like build, uh, build work around people that like I enjoy working with because mm. then it feels less like hard work at the time. Yeah. Which is like I I don't know that. That's helps, but then the flip side of that is that the only time I spend with other people is generally when I'm working, and that's only like that's just like compounded by the fact that then with the other work I do that's a hobby, it's like that's also when I see people, so I pretty much am always working all the time now, yeah, but I don't think we can sort of discount how much of a social experience working is as well, mm-hmm. like especially in in when you're working on group projects or working with other people or um working in a in a group or having some project that's part of a bigger um puzzle it's like your your part is a smaller part of it but you're working with these other people and building relationships and i mean they talk about you know work parties and and all these sorts of social gatherings between people that are working i don't think that while certainly work is often uh an independent process the times when it is a social experience shouldn't be you know forgotten as well that's a good point i suppose i probably don't acknowledge that enough because it's not something that i've ever really lacked like i've worked my entire adult life like i started working when i was 15 and i haven't stopped you know so like it for me that's not something like i don't do a good enough job of acknowledging that i think one part of what what we do is that a lot of the th- the the things that we're incorporating into our work are social experiences, are stuff like viewing things together or talking about interesting topics together. And through those interactions, we're getting that sort of uh, interpersonal uh, feelings happening. And so certainly uh, they're one part of the work process. There are times where you'll sit down and you'll have to edit or... It'll just be, you know, me at a microphone or it'll be um, me, I don't know, talking outside of the scope of DCM works, but me, you know, just sitting there working on trying to get this code working or something like that. Um, There are times when, yeah, we go, well, I have to do this and it's just me and I'm the only one who can do this. Yes, working can be a very lonely process a lot of the time, but when we do get the social experiences, those the, the the times we have to stop and think and go, hey, yeah, I actually am part of, you know, a bigger set of people that I can... And I, I don't think, like, I mean, clearly you're calling me up and asking me things. Clearly mm-hmm. you consider 
us to have a strong personal friendship here mm. through this sort of uh the the work environment and so and even though this is in some senses perhaps work for us it's also yeah. a chance for us to de-stress and talk about what we're thinking and maybe that that's why i think yeah i i i agree i, th- I think that's why i always look at whenever we do recording like whenever i sit down to record because i so my life is like split into two parts when it comes to like the production stuff so it's like the recording stuff and then the producing so the producing is either the editing or the planning or the scheduling or the timetabling or the organizing stuff or like paying wages all that stuff like that comes down to like that's just part of the production whereas the recording that's like the fun bit where it's like okay great now that everything's teed up we get to sit down and like have fun doing something yeah and so i guess a sense of it is finding your your uh way to cope with the the individual times that you get to enjoy and relish the time when you're working with other people so that 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 time spent being individual and being lonely and being um forced in some respects to to work on this part is then sort of it's given a reward in the time that you get to spend with the other people working on the projects you've started to develop or plan or things like that. In the, in sort yeah. of the it's like subsidized by that, yeah. like emotionally. But I, I guess then the other, the other things too is like sometimes, you know, depending on the kind of week I'm having. So like this week particularly, like I had a really shitty mental health week this week. Like mm-hmm. it was, I just, I've been like so stressed and that just didn't help. And some other stuff happened and I just got like everything kind of, happened at once and yeah, no, I, I didn't deal with it very I well i agree same thing <laughs> so we were recording wednesday night um ben and i and i really like i really struggled to get back into the rhythm of our timing and like our jokes and like i just i just was i was not very good at my job that evening mm. um and i was just kind of like i i was getting increasingly frustrated with myself for not being good and not like hitting those rhythms and not you know, doing that work in the way I wanted to, but becoming frustrated at myself for not doing it well enough was making me do it worse. And so like we got to about an hour and a half in and I was like, we, I was like, we just need to stop because I like, I'm in a shitty headspace. I'm not doing, I'm not like, I know it's not going to be good. So let's go and do something else and then come back to this after a bit. So we went away and we got something to eat and came back and I kind of reset mentally. And I think which helped. You yeah, know? no. And the the fact that you recognize that as well is important too. We, I, I I had a similar experience where I don't know. Yesterday, I just got to a point where I was like, you know what? I can't actually deal with everything else that's going on right now. I'm just going to sit down. I'm going to you know empty a dishwasher. I'm going to do a small task around the house that isn't work for a moment and try and get my head out of that scope. Get it, get out do you of think that the that, scope of working. Those kinds of strategies, like, do you have anything in particular that, like, is always, like, a go-to, or is it just sort of doing something that that's, um, like, achieving something small? <laughs> I mean, usually I usually my go-to is do something else or listen to some music or something like that, but um, mm-hmm. this week was very hard to do anything. It got to a point, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, where I... It took me energy to get my laptop out of my bag. It, it, I had to summon up, you know, emotional energy to go, hey, get your thing out that you need to do work on. Just get it out. You don't have to do the work. Just get it out. And I, I sat yeah. here for a good period of time not being able to do just that.
so one of the things that I have when I get into that headspace, so like, I'll sit down, I'll be like, okay, I need to edit four hours of video tonight, and I have three hours to do it in. That's, all, that's yeah. often where I'm like, <laughs> I don't have enough time for this, but I need to get it done, so I'm gonna have to stay up late. Or like, it's not, okay, it's not usually that. What happens is I'll go, I need to edit this video tonight that needs to go up tomorrow, which means that I need to spend the four hours editing, and then I need to wait for it to render, so that's an hour, and then when that's rendered, I have to hit upload, then I can go to bed. Yeah, yeah. So what should be like, I finish work at 8 p.m., I have to stay up till, you know, 10, 10 11, or something yeah. to get it uploaded, right? So like that's kind of stressful in and of itself because then you're sort of waiting. Then it's this really annoying situation where I'm like, okay, I've done the work now, I'm waiting to go to bed. But the flip side of that is when, so like yesterday, I think it was yesterday. Yeah, so yesterday um, I went to a uh, a conference uh, okay. for, for YouTubers in the evening. Yeah put on by Queensland. It was really productive and really enjoyable. Um, and I came home and I was ready to, I was like, I need to do some work. I'm getting behind on a few things. I just need to get started. And I just couldn't, like, I couldn't get myself in the right headspace. And normally what I do is I would like open, so like normally my strategy is I'll open up whatever work I need to do on my computer and I'll put it on my second screen and then I'll start watching something on the first screen or like doing something else. And just it being there, eventually I'll like start picking at it. And then eventually I just get into a workflow and I can kind of... Yeah, I understand what you mean. Eventually. Yeah. yeah. Whereas like yes, yesterday, it just didn't happen. Like yeah. I just couldn't. And I was like, I need to do this, but I, ju- I just... Like it's just not happening. Um, which was like super disappointing because I was like... And I know it was because of... Like it was because of my mental health this week. It wasn't because I couldn't do the work. And it was just like another thing where I was like, fuck, like I wish I could have got it together. And the other thing that happens is that when you have a week like this, what then ends up happening is the stress doubles back on yourself and you say, next week I have to do better. Next week I have to uh, succumb the challenges of this week and try and put in double the effort I put in this week. And I've been doing that for the past four weeks and it just got to a point where I was like, no, you actually can't get to that point this week. You have to choose a shorter goal. You have to recognize that you have a finite limitation as a person you're not able to do all these things together right and that i mean that recognizing that takes like i feel like that's a skill that no one teaches you when you're younger like no one talks to you about that kind of thing but the, the, the the when you recognize that you have those limitations as an adult like it gives you the power to then do something about it like you can go okay well actually i i can't do like this isn't a sustainable way to live my life right now so for the next hour, I'm going to go for a walk and that's going to be what I'm going to do. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to listen to some music while I go for my walk. I'm going to leave my phone at home and I'm just going to tune out for an hour and then I'll come back. And if I'm in the right headspace, I'm in the right headspace. If I'm not, I'm not going to pressure myself to then do the work. I'm just going to let myself, like I'm going to let myself acknowledge that I have shortcomings and that's fine that I have shortcomings because no one's perfect and no one can do everything. Yeah, exactly. I guess this is not trying to to force the point, but if we loop it back into the idea of the loneliness, it's deeply lonely to to have these sorts of experiences and find it very difficult to communicate them with sort of, I don't want to say the average person, but like friends that wouldn't understand the particular scenario. Often, I know what you mean. Often I have so many people that tell me like, no, you, but you've put in so much work and you've done all this this stuff towards it. Um, and I'm sitting there personally going, I understand what you're saying and I recognize that I've put in the work, but at the moment uh, it's not enough and it's across too many different places. 
Um, like people will look at me and see me uh, doing several hours of marking a day, but that's to me. I'm spending, you know, half of that amount of time marking. The other half is trying to focus on actually getting the marking done because for me, that's a, an emotionally stressful, I'm, I'm being, I have the pressure of deciding, you know, whether or not they've actually done something here or whether, uh, whether I have to not give them marks or give them marks or what am I giving them marks for? What am I taking marks away for? Because eventually they're going to get the marks back and they might, you know, want to challenge them, um, and it's it's a deeply difficult process for me, so it takes me time to even just get to the point where I start marking, and I sometimes will hesitate, and so I'll be talking about marking, but not actually marking, and people hear that I'm talking about marking a lot, so they think that I'm doing a lot of work related to marking, and so like I would argue, I would argue that part of that process is having is like building the resilient like the emotional intelligence and the emotional resilience to actually do that task right but when you're doing that pro when you're in that process of not doing it it feels like you've done nothing yes exactly like you've just exactly which is if you're like i i i can't talk about the, there's i can't talk about the specifics of it because i've got a book deal on the works at the moment but one of the most frustrating things for me is like i have a the book that i finished that it's potentially going to get published, and the most frustrating thing is we're in the we're in the last round of drafts at the moment. So uh, we've done all the structural edits, and it's now like minor tweaks and stuff. But for me to get the concentration required and the right headspace to get that specific technical technical work on that manuscript done, that's like once a week if I'm lucky when I'm in when I can actually do that. And the rest of it is like I just have to like force myself like apply my work ethic and be like, okay, I'm going to sit in front of this for thirty minutes and get at least something done. But then the problem with that is that like it's exhausting and then you want to go and do other stuff and you can't. And that's been like my the biggest thing I've struggled with recently is I've been trying to sort of get my social life back on track. So I've been really working at like I've been trying to work at not working as much. So actively going out of my way to like socialize and do social stuff. So like that YouTube conference was really good sort of just get out of the house, go to something new, learn something. Yeah, absolutely. It was really fun. I, I think even in, even though that was a bit geared towards what you're doing in work and things like that. It, the idea was more to see it as a gathering or see it as a chance to meet people and converse and do something that wasn't physically working, even though it was talking about work sometimes. It was like, it was like networking in inverted commas, mm. but it, mm. for me, it was just, you know, it was really cool. And I met, I met one of, I, I met one of my idols. I've met a lot of my idols, so I don't really like put them on a pedestal, but I met Tom Thumb who is like, he's got like the world's most viewed ted talk ever like he's a big deal and he was like a super genuine guy he's really cool now it's just a cool moment for me where i was like okay awesome I, I went and did a social thing i met someone that i've always wanted to meet and it was a really enjoyable gratifying experience and and sometimes sometimes even that the the art of meeting other people and being able to be with them helps recharge you into those actual it gets you, it reminds you, hey, yeah, this is kind of the reason why I was doing what I was doing. Maybe I can get back into that now. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like, it gives you the perspective that you, like, have, right? And, like, I mean, maybe I've just got complacent. I don't know what the... It's hard to say, but, like, you know, when I first started YouTube, I, I was doing it largely because I've been watching Colby House for, like, a, for like a few months. Um, and, and then I started doing it because, he like, he made it look like so much fun. Um, and then ironically, I, I've just I've, I've been working with him for like the last three years, which is like an insane dream come true. 
but because it's been happening for so long, it's just now part of my life. Like it's not something that I think about and I'm like grateful for. I just take it for granted. And that's kind of, I don't know, like I, I find that difficult to then when I go, okay, well I have the opportunity and the privilege and I've worked hard to put myself in this position where I can do this work that's fulfilling. And that also brings in revenue. Like, why can't I fucking enjoy it? Like, it's so frustrating <laughs> that I can't be in that mental space. And so I was like, this this year I'm going to... I don't really do, like, resolutions, but I, I kind of promised to myself that I would try and get my social life back together. So I've been doing stuff like making sure that I connect more with people and I've been trying to date more. But I've, like, forgotten how to connect with people, like, on an emotional level in any way that's not, like, work-related, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, it's it, in a sense of having to relearn a, a different type of interpersonal re- in, in interaction and it's it's not easy it's it's difficult to to sum up and and so so much of that sort of thing is very uh very the word is escaping me oh my gosh <laughs> i'm having a i'm having a terrible time with words tonight what uh, words are like it? What does it sound like? Uh, it's, it's it's an intimidating. It's you you feel small because of it. You you feel like you've you've shrunk into your yeah. I know um, what you mean. Vulnerable, I think, is the word that I'm really trying yeah. to to hit. Um, it, it is vulnerability and and opening yourself up to maybe let someone into your life and and try and feel a little less lonely. Try and feel a bit more connected with someone else. Right. And I, I don't know, I find that, I found that increasingly hard lately or like the last sort of year or so of my life, but just because of how much I've been working, it's not been something that I've been like actively practicing. Dating, I think, is something that has to be practiced though. I, I don't think that you can, I, I don't think it's weird to say that. I think some people would go, oh, dating, that, that that's just a thing. But I think. It's my cat. Oh. I don't know if you can hear that. I, I hear the small meows. Well, yeah. Precious. <laughs> well, he's not happy. Continue. <laughs> no, that was very deep and into the mic. That's sort of like late nights again. It's... Continue. Continue. Go ahead. Keep going. Don't stop. Don't stop. Until you, you get, get enough. enough. Hey, I knew it. Hey. from miles away. Passive with the things you say. You know, it definitely is a practice, a skill that you need practice with. And like, I just, I like, I've forgotten how to show someone that I'm attracted to them. Like, it sounds small and stupid, no, 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 but like, I absolutely understand, absolutely. You know understand. what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, I, you know, I, I was going on these dates with this girl, and like, I really liked her. Like, I really liked her, and it was like, I thought that she was awesome. But like, I forgot the things that you do when that's the case. Like, I just. It wasn't something that I had been practicing. So then when it came time for me to want to express that, I was like, I don't remember how to do this. Yeah. Like, I don't know yeah. what to, I don't know how to, it's not that I don't know what to say. Like I'm a confident person. It's not like I'm sitting there being like, uh, girls, how do I talk to girls? <laughs> but it's like, how do I express these complex emotions that I yeah. have in a way that's yeah. going to be accessible? And how do I, and it's entirely possible be- that you'll fuck it up. Yeah. Like, but like yeah. I never used to have that problem because I practiced those skills. Yeah. You know, I was wait there. But but now it's like crap, I have to relearn that. Yeah. And that's hard when you like work all the time and then you don't you gotta make time for it, but then when you feel like you're making time for it, it can feel like you're sacrificing other stuff. And it's just like this weird miasma that ends up stressing me out more because <laughs> then I'm like then I'm like, Oh, but I'm not doing social stuff, but I'm working too much and oh, then I'm working too much and I'm doing social stuff. And then I just get nothing done. Yeah. You know? I think 
what you honed in on in terms of the uh, the YouTube conference you went to, I think is part of a bigger um, scope of things. Sometimes what you want to do is you still want to be working, you still want to be developing you as a person, but those sort of interactions or, or the the places you go to interact with people can still be something that's developmental to you. So I don't know, my, my inst- I, I've just been thinking about it for like the part of it, like going to something where you're baking something or there's like a community baking thing happening or, or something where you're making things like craft afternoons or things like this, um, where you're still stimulating that part of your brain and it gets you into the work mind, which allows you to talk to people in a work way, which I think is a bit more genuine like you, you may be more yourself as as a while you're you're in a work sort of space, and that means that you can have these sort of general conversations. Even it allows you to feel vulnerable because uh, you're learning something. You're in a learning environment, and so you can be like, "Hey, I'm not really understanding this. Would you?" And you seem to like have a handle of this. Can I talk to you about this? <laughs> yeah. It, or, the, or, the, or the, like... the class. I, I know that's like a very classic trope. Like, oh my god, I don't know how to do this. Can you show me how? But I, I, I mean, think it's me. So I'd be like, I don't understand this. You clearly don't either. Should we just sit in ignorance together at least? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's, it's something that I've, I've found personally. I, I adore when people get together and do something that's interesting. Um, it's developing. You learn a new thing. I, I didn't think I'd ever know how to put together a terrarium, but we had an event for it and I learned <laughs> to put together a small little tiny Pokemon terrarium yeah um and met people and had a fun time so sometimes yeah, that's, it's, that's yeah. so cool but it's i don't know I, th- I think people are sometimes anxious to go and do those things because mm-hmm. they feel like um I, I, I don't mean to generalize i'm speaking from personal experience but one, one of the things that i used to feel um i've kind of gotten over this as i've gotten a bit older and um and i've realized that the confidence that i apply to my working life isn't like exclusively like it's not isolated to like oh when i have to get a you know do a video or i have to give a speech, I can actually like be confident interpersonally. Um, I think a lot of anxiety that I used to feel about it was like, Oh, what if like, you know, I'm going to go there. I'm not going to know anyone. It's going to be weird, but like everyone else is thinking the same thing. So the minute that you talk to someone, it's like, like, I don't know. It's like you both breathe out at the same time and you're like, Oh my God. Like at least I made a friend, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And that was like, that was super cool yesterday at this thing. Cause I went with James from the advisory um, you can look them up. The, they have a podcast, the advisory on iTunes. Um, and uh, plug, they do this plug, cool plug, thing plug. where they plug, 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 plug. Yeah, plug, plug, <laughs> plug, plug, plug. Um, I, I've got a few episodes that I've done on their show, and they've been on our show a few times, Alpha Artists. Um, and it was really cool because we went there and we hung out beforehand. And then when we got in there, um, they split everyone up at different tables, like randomly, and you sat with a bunch of different people. But the thing that made my day is that I got sat at a table, and then. They wanted to move that table to somewhere else, but then so I moved to the other table to sit in, like, to fill up the space. Yeah. And then there was not enough people. So I got moved again. So I met like three sets of people in about two minutes. <laughs> so by the time I got to the third table, I was like super relaxed. Yeah. And, like I'd done. I got over the, like the nervous bit at the start, which is like, yeah. oh, who's gonna speak first? How do I do this? And yeah. it was just, it was natural and it was fun and like everyone there was really nice, and I was just able to like relax and learn a bit and. That was something where I went, oh, shit, I need to actually like go out of my way to do more stuff like this. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think we find ourselves a lot of the time feeling like we can't break out of our space. And then when we 
make a, and it is an effort it is something you have to be in the right headspace for and and get into uh a situation for but when you are able to break out of that individuality and and spend some time with other people it can be really um rewarding yeah. certainly and that i mean i think we should all try and and you know I, even if you are introverted um i think it is valuable to seek out those experiences and it sounds so cliche but like when you seek out those experiences what you do find is that different neurons are firing and you feel mentally like that you, you can feel mentally different without having to do much mm. and it's not going to fix whatever you're going through but it's going to give you space like mental space to then regroup and regather and try and like approach things with a bit of a refreshed mind i think yeah exactly I suppose the other thing that I wanted to to touch on um, was, I don't know if it's like because of my OCD or not, um, but like I have, when when I get into like a really bad mental um, state uh, and when when I'm having a bad mental week, I'll like try and work more because it's like I get, I'm like occupied and I feel like I'm making progress. But the problem is when I work more, I get more stressed and then when I get more stressed, I need to de-stress more. So then I end up drinking more. So it's like this weird cycle where then the next week, because well, because I've been drinking more, then I'm in less of a good mood the next day. So then I interact less. So then I reinforce the bad mental state I'm in. So then I work more. So then I, and it's just this like vicious cycle where like by the end of the week, I'm just like tired and unhappy and like, feel like crap and like the work I've done isn't great and I just feel like miserable and it's the worst but it's like I developing the mechanisms to deal with that is something that I've spent a lot of time on but every now and then like it just doesn't like it doesn't help you know like you just get into that state where you're like okay the usual techniques I have aren't working and I've just you know you, you slip and you're like okay well now I'm further into this mental rut and things are getting worse and that was kind of my week this week i have those mechanisms that i've learned but they don't always like you know like it's not 100 percent. yeah and so i think doing those you know taking the time to 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 have those experiences is a good opportunity to disrupt that thinking yes potentially no absolutely so intentionally go out of your way to say no i'm gonna do this other thing um and yeah hope that that alters what's happening i think for me um the way i was able to break out of my rut this week was uh i i had i basically resigned myself to having a pretty bad day yesterday and then saying we're gonna have a bad day today it's probably not gonna go the way we want it to every thursday i have a meeting um that i have to go to well i don't have to but it's essentially when I say this is what I've done, but I hadn't done a lot. And so I was like, well, this is going to happen. But what we have to do is take what happens there and instantly try. And so I, I tried to set myself up to have the bad time at the start and then invigorate myself with that to do something in that afternoon. And I did, I, I sat down and I actually got through some stuff, which was, um, it was a good feeling. 
Right. And did you feel like that, that for you, is that the way that you normally kind of approach stuff like that? Like uh, it, it, at least in, in what I'm doing at the moment, it, it sometimes has to be how I approach it just because I have this, the way that it's working at the moment, we, there's not a, flex, a lot of flexibility with times. So that's the time when we have to meet. And sometimes yeah. I'm having a bad start of the week, but I can finish strong in the rest of the week. Um, right. And so often that's, it's, it's just a timing thing and I have to go, this is going to be a bad thing, but that doesn't mean that, uh, I'm a bad worker, I guess. One of the analogies that, one of the things that we talk about a lot, um, with like editors and stuff with like writing in particular, with like the manuscript is that really good writers recognize that criticisms of their work are criticisms of mm. the work, not of them yes, as exactly. a technician or not of them as a person. So like recognizing that in yourself with your thinking as well, being like, despite the fact that I feel depressed this week, that does not mean that I am bad at my mental hygiene. It just means that I am in a bad place at the moment. Yeah. And it's not a reflection of me as a person. It's not a reflection of my ability to take care of myself it's just that this is what's happening and it's happening to me and that's fine. And I have to take steps to then, you know, remedy and, and, and deal with that. It's not, yeah. it's not that I am, I've somehow failed myself or, or what have you. Which I think is sometimes, that's sometimes a thinking you can get trapped in, which is like, this is now my fault that I'm feeling this way because I didn't do these things. Like I didn't do the work yesterday. So now I'm stressed today and the stress today, man, I couldn't do it today. So then I didn't see it. And then it's like, it's like you start blaming yourself, which then just makes it worse. Yeah. Um, you have to recognize but, that sometimes it's okay to say, I can't do this. I think that is a very good point. And I think when you recognize that things do get a lot easier. So this week, uh, as always, a returning segment. Oops, I forgot my humanity. Named so because sometimes I forget how to be a human and I do terrible things. This week, I've got a story about a restaurant. Um, it's it's handily tied to uh, this week's episode's theme uh, where I failed to recognize like how to be friendly or like read the room properly. So as always, I'll tell you the story. You tell me if I reacted appropriately. I am prepared to hear so, your, your humane uh, or inhumane This one wasn't as bad as the... Oh, shit, I don't know if it was as bad as last week's. So I'm not sure. Um, so I was at this restaurant on Monday for lunch, um, and I took a break from work to go to lunch because I just needed to, like, clear my head. Mm -hmm. um, good, good. It's been... Following the ideas of the first half. Good. Yeah, good. as I said, it's, like, tied to the theme. I've, I thought it through. Um... But I've, I had like a really stressful week at work, so I just need to like clear my head. So I went, there's a, there's a, um, I won't say the restaurant, but there's a new burger joint near where I work, near where you live. Um, that's quite good. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. The, 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 yeah. Can I, can I guess where it is? Is it on Railway Terrace? Yeah. It's like the okay. last one on the left. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they're really cool. Like I've been there a few times and I've met the guy who owns it and like they're super cool people and they're all like super nice and like I get along with them really well. And me and a guy from work go there um, if, uh, every few Thursdays. And we have, it's, like, really, like, they recognize it. It's a really nice place to go. Um, so, like, I'm usually quite good at those kinds of interactions at restaurants. I get quite anxious about 
I used to get quite, get quite anxious about like buying food and stuff. Like that was like an anxiety that I used to have. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just had that at some point. Um, and it'll come back every now and then, but I'm generally quite good at it now. And in this particular instance, I just wanted to get some food and just like sit and think pretty much. Like I just wanted to sit and just like enjoy a quiet meal. And there was a new girl serving, like she was a, a new girl working the register. Really like... I don't want to sound sexist. I'm going to do my best to not use... It's okay. I'll pick you up on it. Don't worry. Yeah. See, this is my problem. Is I, she, was, she was quite... I, I found her quite attractive. Uh-huh. But that's the context of what happened. I found I personally found her quite attractive. Mm-hmm. And I that's not an issue for me. I don't like... I wasn't like freaking out. But... Getting um, sweaty palms, trying to get the get your, your card out of your wallet. <laughs> that's right. Got to give her my number. Oh. <laughs> no. Um... And so, and she was really nice. And I got my, I ordered my food and, um, I, I, so I ordered my food and she's like, is that all? And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, that's all awesome. And so she puts the payment through and I say, thank you. And she's like, oh, no worries. And then I go and sit down and she brings me my drink and I say, thank you again. And she's like, oh, that's fine. Um, and then she brings me my food and I'm like, cheers. And she's like, oh, don't worry about it. And I'm like, am I being too polite? Like what? I don't know if it was. The, it wasn't what she said; it was how she said it. Do you know what I mean? Like it. It made it, it was seem almost like, like what you were doing was perhaps over the top, like like unnecessary almost. Yeah. Like I wasn't like like I wasn't like floating, and I wasn't like being too friendly. I was just saying thank you too much, I guess. Mm. And it was kind of awkward because I could tell after the third thing I said, I was like, ah, uh, she's probably annoyed. Like she seems annoyed. Maybe not at me. Maybe just at something else. But I could tell that I probably had, like, I had been either too polite or something else was going on. So then on my way out, um, she says, like, she she said goodbye and, like, thanks for coming or whatever. Uh, and then that was when I was like, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to be, I don't want to make things worse. Because she seemed like she was upset or, like, irritated by something before. So then I was like, uh okay and then i just because <laughs> i was like because okay like i i didn't want to be like thanks like and then have, like have um, her be uh, like oh my a, god he said yeah quartet of you know, thanks yeah be like oh you fucking said thank you again like oh my god like i i don't know how to deal with that like i didn't know if i should be like sorry for if you're sorry if something has bothered you i do not mean to make it worse like i don't know yeah no, that's no, so no, passive aggressive yeah <laughs> yeah um it's interesting. Uh, it's entirely possible that she's just not used to it as well, perhaps. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would understand that... I, I usually try and say thank you to the servers when things arrive, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's necessarily over the top to... I, I kind of want to try out as well. I want to see what happens if I... <laughs> Yeah, you go do another <laughs> test run, come back and report to the We, we need, to the we need extra samples. The scientist in me is like, come on, this is this is just a baseline. Yeah. We need to... We have a data sample of one. That's not acceptable. <laughs> but uh, it's... I don't know. They're, they're, I, of course, hindsight is like a, a completely different scenario. But what I think might have been helpful is just doing a nonverbal thing, like acknowledging that, hey, like giving a wave... Or something like that, and saying, giving your appreciation in a nonverbal way, so that you didn't have to worry about stepping on the thanks again, but still acknowledging that you'd heard her and that you appreciated that she said bye and stuff like that. I could have done. I I'll demonstrate. You can describe what I do. So like, I have this thing that I'll like. I don't like like waving. So I'll just do like that. Like 
it's not like a uh-huh, yeah. open hand but it's like it's not like a closed like, like hand wave but i'll just be like bye like like that like i won't yeah, necessarily like, say it, anything. It, i think it, uh, if you did sorry for the people at home david is extending his arm and placing his hand palm towards the camera it's displayed it's sort of displayed, so displayed. it's not it's not closed it's it's open Raised it's friendly yeah. i think with a body maneuver of like doing that turning away walking away would yeah, give that's my some classic sort of, move would give some sort of semblance of you know acknowledging it especially if it was raised sort of high enough to sort of make it indicate that not like you're, you're giving a salute or anything but like sort of it, yeah as it raises you you're, you're you're giving that motion of saying i'm going and it's acknowledging that yeah. without it's not a, it's not a wave it's like a yeah thanks um because that's what saying like it. that's what i do when i say goodbye to like people in general like i'm not like a big like goodbye person i'll just be like okay yeah and like i'll do that as i walk away like as i turn as i turn away like i'll do the do the gesture so maybe that yeah you're right i didn't even think of like non-verbal i mean it's completely you don't know the scenario you don't know what's happened in the day you don't know what's happened since your meals come out as well it's yeah, well, that was why but... that was why I assumed that like that was why I didn't want to assume anything about the situation because like having worked in hospitality could have been like any of like fifty things. Yeah, like it. That's such a varied work environment. Could have been a bad, you know, kitchen run. Maybe they hurt themselves on something and just got a little bit yeah. annoyed and was like, oh yeah, like sorry, another customer was rude. Or... Yeah, yeah, like there's so many things. A, so I don't think you should frustrate yourself or sort of berate yourself over having said thank you too many times and if if that was even the issue um yeah if that was they the probably issue, appreciated it or she she probably appreciated that yeah you at least acknowledged that <laughs> <laughs> yes. acknowledged her existence that is yeah well i mean that's uh, like that's like an empathy thing from having like done that mm. job yeah exactly Being like, exactly man it sucks to work in hospitality sometimes mm. And, like, it doesn't cost you anything to be polite to someone who's being paid minimum wage, so you might as well. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, I don't understand people that are rude to, like, wait stuff. It's just... Uh, uh, interesting yeah, experience. I, I, so I've not personally worked in any sort of those industries in a mm-hmm. uh, very big or long capacity. I've basically done tutoring work most of my life. Yeah. Um, or some other slight things, but I don't know if you really consider that work. Um uh and, and and i've been doing this fantastic podcast this is i was so, gonna say so good uh so good <laughs> doing audio reads for uh, my, my good pal david Lo- love that i hear he's a great stand-up gentleman yeah he's a good old bloke um but that's what i've always said that <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of like hospitality things i i, I have worked a lot of sausage chisels for, for sort of money raising and mm-hmm. One thing that happened when we were, and this is another reason why I've had a bit of a bad week. Tuesday we had a barbecue and it was a bit of a uh, difficult time to organize because we did a lot of things last minute and people were sore and had um, it was hard to get transport in because not a lot of the people at the executive drive or can drive reliably or have cars or things like this. Um, but we managed. I called in a favor from a friend and um, bought him a sausage to say thanks appreciate what you did but one of the things that happened was that the gas ran out on the stove and we had to rush and get a new gas bottle and we're sitting here trying to serve at like the the 1 p.m rush and not being able to and just sort of feeling like hey we can't do anything here sorry that we don't have you know things prepared we weren't expecting this many people 
yada, yada, yada. And just feeling like in that position of uh, letting down sort of the people we're trying to serve. And I, I can see how sort of in a, a bigger scope, if you scale that up and you're trying to, you know, deal with 50 tables in a restaurant, how that can become a quite a stressful process. And um, you sort of, you're relying on the, the uh, patience of your patrons. Yeah. And, you know, the truth is that it, most people are patient and polite and mm. understand and are empathetic, but there's a very, there is a slim you know, percentage of people that, that aren't. And those are the people that you remember because they ruin your night. Yeah, exactly. When they yell at you or they talk to you like you're an idiot or they <laughs> like there's so many things that they can do to make your work experience unenjoyable, but they don't gain anything from doing that. They just no. feel a little bit better for eight seconds and if they, they feel, feel better, <laughs> if they feel better, like, and usually, you know, being mean to people doesn't make you feel better. It usually makes you feel worse. And mm. I don't know it, it be nice to people in hospitality and anyone that be nice to anyone that you meet because just be nice. You be nice because, and be nice for the sake of being nice and be nice because there is a chance that you will be the only person that was nice to that other person that day. And that means that that person has had a positive experience with another human. And that shit is what keeps people going. Yeah. Like if you're having like the worst week of your, I feel like we've all been there, right? Like you have like the worst week of your life and like you're in a bad mood and you're like unhappy and you're, you're miserable and you're feeling lonely and like one fucking person is really nice to you and it just can change your entire day it can change your entire week yeah. like so just take the time to to do that and it helps you know it and when you're nice to other people it you, you feel like you can have a, an influence on things around you because you can help someone else have less of a shitty day and that's what it's all about you know what i mean yeah at the end we're all people having shitty days that are made less shitty by the other people that are in it Uh, if you want to let us know what you thought I should have done, uh, you can uh, you can hashtag. We follow the hashtag PathPod. P A F. It's the PathPod. PathPod. Path. Path. Uh, you can tweet it's at fun us. To say. It's, uh, it's like it's like you're exhaling. Path. 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 Um, uh, we follow that hashtag. So if you want to tweet it, uh, you can hashtag PathPod. We'll always find that. Or you can at us at DCM underscore Works. That's the team's Twitter. We see everything that comes through there. Um, I have another podcast that I do on this network, Art for Artists. Uh, you can find it's it on iTunes. Good. I show up it's once pretty, so far. It's pretty good, yeah. You're on the 100th episode special, so go check that out if you want more Scott. Um, oh, otherwise, that's so kind. People uh, want You know, me. man, i got to get those pluggy boys in. Uh, otherwise, the show is powered as always by our patrons, um, people that donate to, to, to help Thank us you, patrons. keep the lights You're, on. You are keeping people. You are kind and generous. It, yeah, they mean that I can afford to do this um, and, and, and conduct this made-up radio show, radio station, uh, You're listening to Z Triple FM. <laughs> My name's the Weasel. I'm here with the Fox. It's the Weasel and the Fox in the morning. Give it away ten thousand dollars of party cash at the top of the hour. Um, whoop whoop. It's, I feel like how that ends. Um, yeah, no, but uh, uh, big thanks to you, Up Cummins, uh, a new patron this week, um, who left us a very nice comment about the show uh, last week that he really enjoyed it and he found it very interesting. So thanks, you, Up. Uh, we thanks. appreciate your support. And thanks to Anonymous, our top patron at the moment. Uh, we don't know who you are, mysterious charity person, but we appreciate it. Uh, otherwise, you can find me. I'm at DCMI Hit Pie. You can find me. I'm at Veritas Une. And we will see you guys next time. Bye.
Just leave.